Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. She's obviously starting to feel a little bit jealous, but I only really ever argue with somebody I'm in an actual relationship with. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're here together. Just nothing has to be weird. All right, then let's just not have sex anymore. The solution is not having sex, even though this entire argument started because you wanted to have sex. I just don't understand why this conversation is happening. Just now you're like, stop talking to Jordan. I'm not doing that. You just did it. What we're not gonna do is like make paint me to like be this person that I'm. There's not. no painting. No, this is this could be completely and you're squashed. Like, you're not gonna do that. No, 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 no. I don't want that. That's immature. Like, that's, no, you're immature for even like trying to like. Okay, I'm immature. Do that. I've been having a great time. Actually making out with you. And then I'm like, what else do I need? What else do I need to do? Find out like how the world works because like this is not it. to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry I'm trying to keep it together and I really should just like take a breath and start fresh but I'm not going to because we're friends okay I'm like in the midst of a just a little bit of a mental breakdown just just a little bit just a little bit and it's gonna be okay I'm laughing because I'm just like girl So we're going to move on. Today, you guys, because it's a holiday weekend, I've just been, I've been like a tiny bit burned out, not because of me like going into a spiral, just because it's the holidays, been traveling, I've been to prison, you know, like the whole thing. Not literally, I'm quoting Luann Deliceps, but um, because of that, I'm just feeling like, uh, you know, there's been a lot, okay? And, and there's been a lot. And two things. One, 
there's not too much holiday stuff or because of the holiday there's not too much news so i figured i'm just going to talk about winter house and potomac now and then we'll get into like Miami, Beverly Hills, etc. briefly for Monday and just do like a full recap to get us caught up for the future. Right? So with that, <laughs> we're going to start with Winter House. I want to tell you guys, you know, you guys are so sweet. You guys are so sweet. You don't have to be like, here, are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. It's actually, it is part of a greater good that is happening that's going to benefit all of you guys. So get ready. This is actually pretty exciting. I sound crazy, but this is going to be good. <laughs> I promise. So let's start with Winter House, right? Last week, Katie and Schwartz made out in the back of that uh, Suburban on the way back to the house. Katie says in a confessional, you know, he's probably telling you guys that I kissed him, but let's get the fucking record straight. He kissed me. All right. That's Australian, not New Zealand. I'm only American. Okay. I can only do so much. All right. I'm working on a level of education. By the way, you also know back when I was in high school, Georgia was like 48th out of 50th for like education. So I might be a child left behind. I tried. <laughs> I tried so hard. But anyway, um, you know, Schwartz is like downplaying it. You know, he's playing with his hair, he's wiping his mouth. He's talking about, you know, like it just happened, blah, 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 whatever. <clears throat> but he's like in this spiral of guilt, I guess, where he feels like he tells Kyle at one point that he feels like it's a slap in the face to Katie Maloney that he's even kissing or interested in katie floody which is wild wild casey and brian have had a light flirtation they've been you know kind of looking at each other in this house but nothing's really happened until casey leads brian into a bathroom no granted this is like you know post bar it's like one or two in the morning we're getting sloppy kyle's like minutes away from dipping his hand into a tostitos bag like, this is where we are in the night, right? So, Casey is telling Brian, um, come to the bathroom with me. You can watch me pee. This is, like, a really a good way to solidify our relationship. Amanda catches them coming out of the bathroom, and she's, like, living for it. Until she realizes that all that Casey did is pee. And she says to the confessional, I hope that that's not all they did in the bathroom. Because, Brian, if all she did is pee in front of you, you just got friend-zoned real hard <laughs> and she's right about that jordan is still entertaining alex in the way that women who are bored entertain all himbos you know you like you appreciate that he's hot you watch him do some dumb shit you take the all the flirtations that he gives you and you just keep it pushing like it doesn't mean anything to you right but danielle is seething she's bubbling under the surface not really at jordan but with alex Danielle has really uh, woven herself a tangled web because we have to run back where she was like approaching him on some fun, fancy, sexy and free. I'm newly single and I'm just looking to put my tongue on somebody else's tongue and, and have, a, have a time, right? But now she's caught feelings. He's imprinted on her. He's He put it in. He said, put it in and see what happens. And this is what happens is now you're standing there waiting for this man to stop flirting with your friend so that he can have sex with you and it's not happening because he's too busy on like a blow up toboggan outside 
showing Jordan, look what I can do, look what I can do. And she's like, uh-huh, whatever. <laughs> so she's just, you know, arms crossed in the kitchen, waiting for him. She's like making it known, hey, we have a date. There's a meeting in my bedroom, okay? And I want to get there real soon. And she's like, hey, you know, like, but trying to play it cool, but like in the way that you're drunk and, and you're like trying to hide the fact that you have feelings that you clearly do. Cause you wouldn't be having this conversation if you didn't. So she's like telling him in the middle, asking him in the middle of the kitchen, you know, what do we, how do we call our, how do we define this? What's the word? How would you describe Alex? Our situation, people who just like want to have sex. Right. And she tries to kiss him and he's like, take it easy. Ooh. And she's immediately like hands off. All right. Bet, bet, say less. She goes outside he knows, Alex knows that she's feeling some type of way. So he follows after her and they sit down and she's like <sighs> pouting. And he goes, I feel like you, it just feels like you want me to be guilty about something. So Danielle tells him, listen, sir, if you're having sex with me, you're not having sex with anybody else in this house. But Alex explains to her, but I've been kind of flirting with the same person since I got here and you were just kind of out of left field, which ooh, that's a real hurts, donut. But I, I hesitate to, to agree with him because he does say in a confessional, at one point, Danielle was encouraging me to continue flirting with Jordan, even after we made out in the hot tub. So I'm confused because Danielle's like, well, you can keep flirting with her, but you're going to hit a dead end, which is like cardinal. Like if I could just take every girl and woman out of this, like extract themselves from this line of thinking, the line of thinking of like, I'm going to talk about how you don't have a chance with somebody else or how that girl doesn't like you because it never really works out in your favor. Like you might get the guy, but it's only, it's going to be brief and he's going to embarrass you. Don't, and I'm not even saying that Danielle's like trying to dog out Jordan, but I, I, she's trying to downplay a situation or make him feel some type of way in order to gain what it, whatever the hell she wants from Alex. And I, it just doesn't work. It, to me, it's like, it's so cringe and so embarrassing. Like, I, I just hate when they're like, well, that's not going to work out for you. And it's like, well, I'm here. So just take it. Just take me because I'm sitting here waiting for you. And ugh. Girl down. Diva down. Alex says in a confessional, at one point, Danielle was encouraging me to flirt with Jordan. She's obviously jealous, but I only really ever argue with somebody that I'm in an actual relationship with. Damn! So Danielle tells him, okay, well, let's just not have sex anymore then. That's it. That's it. And he's like, okay, well, you you started it. <laughs> and then he low-key calls Danielle jealous right to her face and jealous of Jordan. And she's like, okay, you need to find out how the world works because this isn't it. And she gets up. And so Amanda's, like, kind of there. She gets to talking to Alex and he's, like, trying to explain, no, I really think Danielle's beautiful. I just, like, don't need this drama right now. So Danielle stomping around the house she comes back outside sees alex and amanda talking and goes i'm going in the hot tub if you thought you were going to ruin my night think again so amanda's like a little bit confused thinking danielle's coming for her she's like no i'm not talking to you i'm just talking to alex 
So then she goes off to the uh, hot tub. Alex kind of looks over and Amanda just whispers, don't, don't do it. And then Amanda says in a confessional, Danielle only really ended this situation with Robert like two weeks ago. And she's in rebound mode. But the problem with being in rebound mode so quickly after like you definitely, definitely, definitely broke up, like it's not happening again, is that you still kind of expect the same level of respect that you got from your partner. And that's not, you know, it's a, it's a, we got to lower our expectations here. Elsewhere, everybody else is still partying. Katie, Katie tries to chug what she, I'm assuming thinks is a bottle of like wine Lord knows what she thought it was. It was olive oil. It was olive oil. <laughs> and they're all just watching her like, how many sips is it going to take you to realize that you're chugging oil, lady? What's going on? So she tries to go into Schwartz's room to snuggle, but he's like spiraling, looking at messages of, you know, probably me making jokes about how he's a limp dick bitch or whatever. And just like getting in his head about this whole scan of all thing. Right. So he's, she's like, don't look at your phone right now. Like, I'm just trying to cuddle with you. He's like, this is an, an, another embarrassing show because like picture people on a bed. He's fully stomach to the bed, stomach to the mattress facing the opposite direction of where Katie's like trying to get spooned here. It's so she has to get into like almost like a koala like pose. Like he's a bamboo or he's a tree. She's a koala. And he's like really blanking her. I feel so bad. I don't. And I tweeted about this the other day. Like I just like this in this Southern charm winter house Vanderpump rules vortex is so fascinating so I'm looking at somebody like Katie, slutty, or Maloney, doesn't matter. Gorgeous, perfect skin, beautiful. Slutty's got the dimples, and she's just like so cute. Even Schwartz is saying she's got the essence of a an early a '90s model, <laughs> whatever he said. Stunning smoke show, and nothing. And then I'm thinking about like. The other blonde girl that Corey blanked from last season, chick with the metaverse, Jessica. And then Austin, like, we don't even need to go there. Jordan's getting blanked by Corey. Sierra's getting blanked by Austin. Olivia's getting blanked by Austin over in Southern Charm. It's just like the cluster headaches that come. It's such a shift of power. The dynamic just doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Like, in my mind, I don't even think it's possible that Austin's dick gets hard. And I don't want to think about that, but I just, like, I can't even wrap my mind around this man having an erection. Or being able to achieve one. And yet, he's running shit with literal models. And breaking their hearts. That is wild to me. Katie says in a confessional that she usually doesn't have these types of crushes, but... In this situation, she's like a schoolgirl, and it's like kind of cringe to her, really. But if anybody needs fun or flirting, it's probably Schwartz, which is like you're wrong about that. But I see why you think that. I see why you why we got there. So Danielle goes to bed, and she texts Alex. Alex, get over this. Just come to my room and cuddle. He responds, already over it. Goes into the room. <laughs> then we just see him 
staring at the ceiling. The screen says five minutes later, Danielle's just like softly snoring and he gets so mad and just like, never mind, like just leaves, right? The next morning, Danielle is like, Amanda, can you piece together my night for me? And Amanda's like, lies. Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like maybe you got into a little kerfuffle with Alex, but I think you guys maybe just, like, kind of chopped it out to being too drunk. And Danielle's like, great. Thank you. I can move past this. But Amanda says in a confessional, I'm just here to support Danielle's bad bitch era. And if she gets a bit jealous, we're just going to act like it didn't happen. Just a blip on the radar, and we're back to having fun. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alex is telling Schwartz how bad Danielle snored and how annoyed he was that she... <laughs> about it god bless so then danielle says it wasn't a part of the plan but like i do find myself really wanting to be around alex and i kind of wanted like the sex and the feelings to be you know like church and state i wanted that to be separate but now they're coming closer together oops oops so we find out that the house is planning to have this like wild wild west summer house style like themed party they invited the whole town apparently and it's going to be a whole send it right shorts is going to be leaving the next day to go back to la to film the reunion so he tells katie casey and malia like how stressed out he is and they're like oh has he even talked to sandoval and he's like no we're kind of on a break right now and i think he needs to shave his mustache (laughs) so katie also like i said she goes by floody and during this conversation, like, they're just talking, and Malia, because Schwartz has put, like, this, uh, she who must not be named, we cannot call Katie Floody, Katie, we gotta call her Floody, right? But Malia slips up and accidentally says Katie, and he's like, oh, like, like she beamed him in the forehead, right? And it's starting to get really annoying. Then they're like, okay, well, how do we work this out? Like, maybe you should call her Marie, since that's Katie's middle name. And Tom just looks and she goes, don't tell me that Maloney's middle name is Kate is Marie. Then we see a side by side where it says Katie Marie Maloney, Katie Marie Flood. So neither name, neither name is going to work. Later, Alex is spooning Danielle on the bed and she's like, listen, I just have to have one rule. Okay. I'm going to need you to put more time between fucking me and somebody else. If that's what your plan is. And he goes, okay, that's fair. But then he also says in a confessional, I've really got to tread lightly. I want to know, like, does Alex think that he has a chance with Jordan? Because I don't recall when he told Jordan, I've, you know, got eyes for you or whatever. I don't recall her, like, really shutting the situation down. That's all. That's that's only my question. That's all. Some of the cast goes into town to go shopping for this you know, yeehaw agenda party. Schwartz is in this place where they're like, you know, was it chemo sabi? <laughs> People are getting hats, very expensive hats and stuff. Schwartz is looking around and he goes, Oh, I'm going to get this. It was like $300. I'm going to get this for my situation ship. Honestly, I thought he meant like spooky Joe, not floody. But Brian talks to Kyle about how like the vibes in the house are super great you know, for a vacation house like this. But he's frustrated because he's like, I'm striking out here left and right. I know what I'm capable of. I'm not all talk. And I love that you think that, Brian, but I've seen family karma. And like, yeah, you did start with a a girlfriend, but 
it didn't end well for you and then every other attempt was basically just like you in this house so I, I think we all know what you're capable of, Brian. God bless you. I mean, the man's cute. I just, I think he's like too sweet. He's too like, <laughs> how, do, how do we describe a man like Brian? I think he just has like very particular views of like how to woo a woman. And he has like very like, <laughs> like, his opinions on women are just very, like, simple. Like, oh, Casey works in tech. So, therefore, like, she can talk nerdy stuff. And it's like, well, I, I don't know how... I'm not describing this correctly. He, he just, His game is not good. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it to that. So, then Kyle's, like, shorts. Brian's, you know, he's failing. But you've got this, like, Kiwi who's waiting for you she's a smoke show you have access to her but you've basically been cock blocking yourself and i want more for you and i said a couple of weeks ago that i think kyle really sees a lot of himself in schwartz and so a lot of this encouragement is more like i need you to like it's like watching an alternative life and he's really trying to get tom through this but tom's like no this situation is really like name prohibitive and i can't do that to my ex <laughs> This is so wild. Shorts. There was a flashback where Shorts admitted to like making out with some chick in the early seasons of um, Vanderpump. And then he tells Katie that the girl he made out with name is Kate. But baby, like we just got to let we let's just be honest. Now that this marriage is all over, it's been over. The man had been cheating on her repeatedly. So now why we're acting like. Is it because it's on camera? That might be it. He's fine with sneaking off on the low, but it's doing it on camera that's the issue. But why at this point, when the divorce papers have been, the ink has been dried on that, why he cares is beyond me. But Kyle's like, how long are you really going to punish yourself from this? And Schwartz goes, I don't know, probably like another year or so. (laughs) Jason, Jason comes back to the house. I don't know why. With his filming braids. The same, the same braids that we saw um, where he was making sashimi with Giselle at her house down in Potomac. He and Corey are friends, I guess. I don't know. Corey tells him, I'm kind of seeing Stan, but you know, like there have been a lot of times where I've been tempted and he's like having to put his eyes up like he's shielding himself from all the temptation in the house. I hope you heard that, Sam. Schwartz gives Katie, when he comes back, the earrings that he bought her. They were actually, like, kind of cute, like, in a camp sort of way. Little little um, cowboy boots with hearts on them. And she says in a confessional, I'm definitely not used to guys being, like, considerate. Wow, that sounds terrible. I really need to sort out my dating life. <laughs> I get you, Floody. I get you. Suddenly, there's a lot of streaming. And then our shining star, Aisha. From below deck has joined the house. Aisha's like the human equivalent of the Teletubby baby son. Like, she just makes me smile. <laughs> and I'm just like, what's going on here? I'm a little bit confused, but I'm happy. I'm happy. I love Aisha. I'm going to butcher her accent, but it's so fun to do because Aisha's like always smiling and she talks with her whole face. Like, she uses every 
muscle in her face to talk. Like, it seems like it takes her a lot of effort. Not, like, pain. It just, like, she's just utilizing every little tendon and, and muscle that she's got in her mouth. Hi, guys! I'm so excited to be here! Like, I just love her. <laughs> then she talks in a confessional about how she and Floody have a bunch in common. They're both deckhands or whatever their official position is, crew captains or whatever. And they both bang the same Liverpudlian guy named Jack. Venetia says in a confessional, except she was always obviously better in the sack than I was because he tattooed her face on his arm. I didn't get a tattoo. <laughs> so then a she's so funny. She's like telling Katie and Malia that... Their fr Your friendship is a beautiful union. I love this. She's sticking her finger down Malia's cleavage and telling her she wants to touch it and telling Malia, like, just shove your tongue down somebody's throat. Who cares? And so then that finally are like, oh, well, did, did Katie tell you what's been going on? The Schwartz, she's caught feelings. And Aisha doesn't hear it. She goes, you were caught fiddling? <laughs> They're like, no, I have a crush on him. She's like, well, how great is the crush, though? So then she explains the whole, like, Katie Maloney, Katie Floody. I can't say my name thing. It's really exhausting. And then Katie Floody says in a confessional, maybe it's not the name. Maybe it's just me. And, like, this really made me want to fight Schwartz because, girl, it is not you. Out of two of y'all, it is not you. So Aisha's like, Katie. This is really right for you. You could be the next Scandoval. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all. But when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health. And we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. 
the fact that these people know nothing about other Bravo shows is so delightful and refreshing to me. Like, don't even know how to pronounce Scandaval. <laughs> Doesn't know that this man is Sandoval. Maybe she thinks his name is Sandoval. I don't know. But I'm loving it. I just love that they, like, you guys are on the network and there's no, and, and why would there be? They're in the water 80% of the time. It's just so funny to me. <laughs> So the party gets going and Brian's like, finally, he found this girl named Stephanie. They're exchanging hats. He had just bought this $500 cowboy hat that he bought earlier. And he's like, oh, I'll switch with you. And they're like making out. And he's like, even brings him, Stephanie over to like Kyle, the rest of the guys to prove I made out with somebody. Okay. He's so excited. I think he goes to the bathroom and he's like going around like, hey guys, I made out with this girl. She's so cute. Where is she? Where does where, Stephanie? Where does she go? And we see her. She just dips. Didn't even say goodbye. Just dips with this five hundred five hundred dollar hat. God bless her. So the episode ends with Katie in the room. There was Schwartz, Malia, Riley's there. Remember Riley? She's there. Just like talking, right? And somebody talks about like Katie or Schwartz. Like go for Katie, right? Like stop. Malia yells, why don't you just penetrate Katie? Sorry, floody. And then it's like, ugh, this whole thing, again, that Schwartz is making, like, I can't believe you said her name. You just ruined everything. So Katie finally gets frustrated and gets up and is like, why does my name have to ruin the moment? And she gets up and leaves. And I'm, like, totally with her. Because, like, stop. <laughs> like, at some point, like, it can be kind of cutesy a couple times. Like, oh, that's weird. Like, awkward or whatever. But at this point, like, you're actively being like, I can't deal with you because of a name. One of the most common names in the world. It's annoying. And I fully am with Floody for being annoyed by that. But I'm excited. I actually think that this episode was the episode that really, like, people are connecting now. Because, you know, like, we didn't really have too much connective tissue with, like, all we have from Summer House is Amanda and Kyle. And it's like, that's not really like a vibe because they're married. You know, like that doesn't count. You know, <laughs> so everybody just like kind of knows each other. Danielle and Amanda aren't super close, but they're getting there. But like this was the episode where I'm like, okay, we're everybody's vibing. We're like more of a house, more of a family. And I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And I think Aisha should have been on the show the whole time. And I wish she had been. Like, we don't even need Riley. I keep forgetting about her. She made out with some man. I don't care. I mean, God bless her. I'm happy for her, but, like, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Potomac. I want to say to you, Wendy, that I think I may have implied that she said that about you. Being oh, soup, but she didn't. I misrepresented that. Huh? But actually, you told me she came at you real, like... Oh, it's such a bad thing. I'm not a part of this, but Wendy is. Oh, did she do that? I, I didn't say she said you were a part of it. Oh. No, I did not say that. I did not say that. And she made it very clear that she does not think you are that or anything like that. Okay. If I told you that, I apologize. That's certainly not what I ever intended to do with that. I told you. It's not even worth getting upset over, losing a, a piece of hair over, because Ashley is a lie. She's a bold-faced lie. That's why her forehead is so big. It's just, it's full of lies. Okay. 
what a complicated episode of Atomic. I wanted to have fun, but now we got to talk about colorism and things that I'm not even equipped to talk about because it's not my culture. And I'm scared. And I'm nervous. But we're going to talk about it. Okay? So we start off the episode. We're still at Ashley's Seaside by the Sea. At wherever the sea is party. I don't know. Um, but when he's explaining to Ashley that her family, you know, are not Osu, they're not outcasts in their community, this is like a thing, they ain't in it, okay? Outside, Mia is asking Robin, what can I do to support you? I know this is like a really hard time for you, right? And Robin's like, well, I'm not running from anything. I'm not saying like, oh my God, don't talk about me, none of that. Then she tells the rest of the ladies about the conversation we had. she had with Giselle. The intervention, really. We should call it an intervention. with Giselle and Ashley and Therese. And how she was thinking about the things that were said. And she tells Giselle. That she was thinking about Giselle saying that Juan shouldn't be around his co-worker in public. Whatever. She's not asking him to do anything differently, right? Anything differently that he would normally do outside of her knowledge just for optics sake. And that Giselle basically wanted her to be mad at Juan because of all the speculation. But she's like, I don't care that the block is hot. So Mia says in a confessional, these two, meaning Robin and Giselle, are usually like Beavis and Butthead. So it's actually pretty refreshing to see Giselle be real with her friend. So then Robin says, you know, I feel sorry for the people who waste their precious time worrying about my boring life. And then Giselle goes, okay, I got it. And I also told Karen that you need to apologize, that Karen needs to apologize to you, right? So Karen is like, okay, well, let's take this opportunity to talk. So Karen and Robin go aside and Karen tells Robin, we've never been that close, right? But things went extremely left last year. And what I care about is how Karen Huger and Robin Dixon move on. And that should be by only speaking facts about one another. So Karen says, well, I just can ask you some quick questions is your marriage traditional or is it open robin's like it's a traditional marriage so karen says and you're married legally yeah okay okay that's all i need to know so then karen asks robin is there anything that you need from me and robin's like well you started it so no and karen's like okay i i actually didn't start it we're not going to agree on this but okay thank you Meanwhile, Ashley is asking Wendy about her new talk show, right? If y'all didn't see, it's uh, been released on YouTube. But Wendy's, like, being super shady because Mia's there. She's like, you know, it'll be covering topics that might be a little too controversial to talk about on traditional news channels. And then somebody's like, oh, you know, like, it's not going to be for everybody. (laughs) Wendy says, yeah, because my show, my talk show is going to vibrate very high. (laughs) I didn't even know that was possible for a talk show. My talk show that isn't even in, it's in pre-production, it vibrates very high. So now, not everybody's going to be on the intellectual level to receive it. And so Mia's like, you know, she's her face is tearing in and Sharice is like, well, that's a little shady. But Mia says, well, she already made it very clear that she doesn't want to fuck with me. To which Wendy says, would you, if somebody threw a drink on you, would you want to fuck with them? So then Wendy's like, you know, it's actually just not just about the drink. It's also the fact that after we wrapped, you, Mia, went on social media to continue to attack me. So let's not uh, throw rocks and hide our hands here. So then Mia goes, you can't talk about women's empowerment in the moment. 
And the moment you get a chance, you beat somebody down, you pin somebody down. Why not uplift me, Wendy? And Wendy goes, because you're too slow. Okay. I can't uplift you. You're too low down. So Mia goes, Wendy, if you vibrate so high, then why are you so quick to call somebody slow? Because you are slow. Because you are. So the ladies get up and Robin starts talking to NECA at the bar. This has nothing to do with anything. It was just funny. I don't really remember what Robin was talking about. Just like, you know, it, you know, I'm getting piled on. And, you know, if you go online, there's new stuff coming out about me and Juan every day, blah, blah, blah. But she turns her head because somebody's behind her. And all of a sudden you hear like scary music like, and it's Deborah. <laughs> it's just Deborah. Why don't they continue to play, like, whimsical children's music just to keep in theme with Sesame Street? That's what I would like. So then Wendy kind of repeats uh, Robin's energy from last season where everybody is sitting around in a circle and Wendy just decides to invite a select amount of people to come to her boys' communion. So she invites Ashley... Giselle's there, Robin's there, nothing. Dust. <laughs> then, um, Wendy says in a confessional, like, I don't want my kids to be around anybody who have ill will towards their mother. But then Robin says in a confessional, well, I hope this isn't revenge for last year, and you actually did us a favor if you were trying to prove a point. Was she, Robin? Because you intentionally not inviting her kids to, like, a children's play day is a little different than, like, a communion party that I imagine would probably just be for close friends and family. Like, mm, I don't really think that's the same thing, girl, but you need a win. You're not going to get it with this, but I, you're trying. You're trying so hard. And, you know, I can appreciate a, a woman who tries. But she tried it. Anyway. There's a very, um, I would call, like, it felt metaphoric to me. Um, there was just like a cutaway scene of Robin and Juan uh, walking in a neighborhood. And they happened to come across a dead snake on the street. And Juan, playfully, and I'm using air quotes, uh, picks her up and tries to put it towards her. Or tried to put her on the snake repeatedly. And honestly, like it's giving there there are comparisons that can be made with that i will say that i will say that i'll say that and i did then we head over to wendy's they're like he she and happy eddie are talking to the kids about the communion and eddie asks wendy well what am i supposed to wear she's like oh well you know in the bible yellow comes up a lot but i'm gonna be wearing white and when uh eddie is like why he goes well my kids are gonna wear white so I'm going to wear white. Just like when they get married, I'm going to be wearing white too. And then I'm not sure if it was Carter or Cruz, but they're like, but you're not allowed to wear white at a wedding. She's like, Mm-mm, no, because I'm like, I'm, not, I'm your mommy. I'm going to be your wife forever. I'm always going to be married to you. Mm, okay. Wendy explains in a confessional, her religious background, right? Her mom grew up Catholic, but her dad was Protestant. But the reason why her mom and dad broke up is because he started getting deep into his religion and so she left him. So afterwards, Wendy, after they do their little practice communion, you know, blood of Christ, may the power of Christ compel you. I don't know what it says. <laughs> afterwards, Wendy tells Eddie 
about how weird it was that NECA brought up that article to Ashley about her being Osu because they really haven't met. And also, like, trying to, like, shade her about her degree. All of this information, we know Ashley is given to Wendy in a very different way than how this happened, right? So, they have another flashback where a producer asked Wendy if she had met NECA before. She says, I met her in passing... And I kind of feel like production was making it seem like Wendy was downplaying how well she knew NECA. And I actually don't think she is. I think she generally was like, yeah, I've seen her, but I don't really know her like that. And we'll get into more of that in a second. We'll talk about Karen and Mia. Karen goes over to Mia's apartment. Gordon takes the kids out to ride around on their scooters or whatever. Mia lies up to us in the confessional about how they decided to put, with all the chaos, we decided to put our nanny on pause. And it's like, honey, you can't afford her. But anyway, Karen says that she would really, she sensed the tension at Ashley's party, especially because Wendy invited certain people to the child's communion. But then she says, like, she kind of gets it. But Mia says, well, the reason why I can't move forward with Wendy is because when we were talking at Ashley's party, she called me slow. And my son, Jeremiah, has an IEP and he has a speech delay. And I've heard other kids call him slow. And I tried to build him up by saying he's brilliant and he's smart because he is. And, you know, I just try to speak that into him. And Karen's like, I hear you. That's like, you know, hand on the heart. I got you. I think that Wendy's a compassionate person. And I don't want to, like, take up for her necessarily, but she doesn't know anything about your son's situation. And Mia's like, well, she's also not trying to get to know me. Okay, well, it's like, (laughs) I don't think anybody on the cast knows. Mia, you're really trying it. Like, this is so, you're, this is a losing game for you, girl. Like, (sighs) Like, technically, should we not be calling people slow? Sure. But you want to act like Wendy was calling you that because of... I don't even know if it's a condition. It's just a speech delay. Which is like, you know, we can figure that out. (laughs) Mia, nobody's going to rock with you on this. I'm so sorry, girl. I'm so sorry. And honestly, it's, like, pretty annoying because, like, there is... uh, compassion that needs to be given towards her son but you're trying to make yourself a victim no and this would maybe lend more credence to what wendy called you because what is this honey this doesn't make sense (laughs) it doesn't make sense so then karen's like i just don't want to take a side and mia's like well that's because you hump the fence and karen goes honey i own the fence totally different all y'all hump my fence then we go out to w- drinks with Wendy, Candace. Wendy has a friend named Kiarna that we meet. She seems to have decent vibes. So Wendy tells them about how she went to Ashley's housewarming, right? And how overall it was like a pretty good time. But she had this conversation with Mia. And how Ashley had told her about NECA. Pulling up that article from a blog about her. And so Candace goes, do you guys know each other at all? Do you guys have people in common? Like what's going on? And Wendy says, honestly, I met this girl for the first time at Ashley's thing. But, like, if she knows me, that's totally different. So then they don't place their order. 
uh, Candace orders lamb chops, and when the waiter asks how she would like them cooked, <laughs> and he goes, well, she's married to a white man, so she probably wants medium, which, it just felt like, like, I'm feeling like Wendy now, like, are you, is that, is that the, the stereotype? Is that the stereotype? <laughs> because drag me then. I love medium. Is that, <laughs> is that why? I want to know. I need to know. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. So then, Candace asks Wendy if Ashley was the one who gave her this information about NECA. And when she says, yeah, Candace is like, oh, okay. So Candace says in a confessional, I think we all realize at this juncture that when Ashley's coming to people with information, she's doing so from a place of being a messy asshole. So, you know. <laughs> Wendy reminds Candace that this is going to be the first time she and Ashley have been together in a while. She's like, I really like the both of you guys. I really want you to get along because we all have a good time when we're on good terms with each other. And Candace is like, yeah, we do have a good time. But then Ashley will turn around and stab you in your eardrum. And that's my problem. And she's right. So after that, Karen and Ashley go shopping for the communion. Karen gets bit by some kind of bug on the way into the shop. She's like in distress. Ashley, it looks like Ray socked me. How am I going to show up to the communion if it gets any bigger? <laughs> Ashley straight up tells the ladies who work there that M.M. LaFleur, Madame LaFleur, or whatever this place is called, is really not her usual style. And then she says in a confessional, this is like a little bit more matronly for me, but I've got to find something to cover these ladies. But Karen says, Ashley won't wear anything if it doesn't have a titty or an ass out. So I don't know. <laughs> So then Karen asks Ashley, how are you going to deal with seeing Candace for the first time? And she's like, well, Candace made it very clear that she didn't want to have any kind of correspondence with me. And that's totally fine with me. But then Karen is like, well, I've been meaning to ask you about this lawsuit that Michael started against Candace. And what do you know about it? And Ashley's like, well, you probably know more than me because you talked to Candace. But Karen's like, oh, well, she won't talk to me about it. And Ashley says, yeah, well, Michael won't talk to me about it either. So Karen tells Ashley that I'm honestly kind of disappointed that Michael had to, you know, come up with a lawsuit. And she says in a confessional, I know he probably did it to prove a point, but was it worth $2 million? No, probably like two pennies. 
that's more realistic because we've all heard this rumor Candace just has a wonderful way of putting butter to the bread when it comes to cutting somebody's throat so then Karen tells Ashley about Mia being upset about Wendy calling her slow right and even Ashley is like girl if there's one thing about Mia she will ride something off into the sunset and that's it so then Karen says that she had that conversation with, uh, or excuse me, Ashley tells Karen, you know, I had that conversation with NECA and like, maybe I told Wendy in a way that made it imply that NECA said bad things about her when she didn't. And so Karen goes, so did you make that shit up or are you just being messy? And so Ashley tries to say, oh, you know, well, once the tequila left my system, I kind of like realized what happened and maybe I need to correct my- myself, but Karen goes, girl, Ashley has a wooden leg. When she drinks, it goes straight to that big toe and stays there. Like, oh, it went to my head. No, it went to your bunion. That's why your bunion looks like that. <laughs> then we finally get to the comedian party and Wendy's mom. I, listen, listen. We've had a lot of conversations about colorism on this show. And we are also looking at a woman who is several shades lighter than what we saw her when she was first joining the show and that's a tough one (laughs) because there's no way that Wendy's mom just suddenly light-skinned and I'm just supposed to act like I don't see that but I also feel like this is a conversation that I don't really have the uh, bandwidth to handle because I know that colorism and skin bleaching is like a much bigger deal in like Africa or even like Middle Eastern countries. It, but like, I don't really know in Asian countries, I don't really know like how to really speak about that eloquently other than I see it and I just find that fascinating. I really do. But Wendy's mom tells Wendy, I'm going to be doing the prayer because these are my children. And if I didn't give birth to you, then you wouldn't have been able to birth them. (laughs) So Wendy's just like, all right. So then while Karen, Wendy, and Ashley are all, not Ashley, uh, Candace are all sitting at the table. They're just like talking. Wendy's mom comes up and goes, um is Mia coming I need to know that so we can be prepared with more drinks and I need to get the raincoat out of my car if so (laughs) cleared okay Wendy says listen anytime somebody after goes after her baby the mama bear jumps out with with my mom so which leads us to an article about apparently Wendy's mom going off on Mia about throwing a drink on her baby and uh you know I'm gonna come after you with the holy ghost fire that sort of thing Ashley arrives with her titties out. And really, it was more the the bikini lines showing that was more embarrassing than anything else. And then Candace coming out in a confessional with her cry angles over her titties just to make fun of Ashley. That was funny. That was funny to me. So Wendy thanks everybody for being there, even though Candace and Ashley have issues. And Candace is like, listen, you're not going to get a problem out of me being in the same room with Ashley. And Ashley's like, uh, the same. 
But then Ashley brings up the conversation with NECA. And, you know, she says to Wendy, I think I implied that NECA said you were Osu, but she didn't. I, I really misrepresented that. So Wendy's like, mm, Ashley, you really... <laughs> like, you really presented it like NECA was saying that I was Osu, and then she knew that for a fact, and now she's like, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that, and neither did NECA. I apologize. I did not intend to do that. Candace is just listening, making faces like I would. And she says in a confessional, I told you, it's not even worth getting upset about losing a piece of hair over, because Ashley's a lie, a bold face lie. That's why her forehead's so big. It's full of lies. <laughs> so then... It's like, Mecca, you really could have just sat there and ate your food. But you didn't. Because in the final scene, Mecca's going out to get drinks with Robin. And I just, on a petty note, want to talk about Mecca's fashions. Because I don't know if, like, Mecca knows the difference between, like, daytime and nighttime clothing. I barely do. And so I'm just confused. Like, obviously, you can wear black during the daytime, but why are we wearing a shimmery black jumpsuit to outdoor drinks in the afternoon? Why are we wearing a black blazer to a housewarming party? <laughs> Those are just giving nighttime to me. I, it does not make sense, but that's her problem. So Robin asks NECA if she knows Wendy, and NECA says, I don't know her, but I've met her. And Robin's like, yeah, at Ashley's party, it kind of looked like you guys were meeting for the first time. And Nekka's like, well, if Wendy wants to act like that, it, act like we just met, then that's fine. But it's not true. So the producers ask her in a confessional, what is your level of knowing Wendy? And she says, well, she met Wendy once at a concert and then saw her at a birthday party. Like across the way, Wendy was with her husband. Normally she would have smiled. But she was met with, quote, eyebrows and glares. So she just took her Louboutins or her Louis Vuitton, whatever, and went to the bathroom. That's it. You don't know her. You met her once at a concert? You don't know that lady? <laughs> so in one instance, you met her at a loud venue. And then the second instance, you saw her, you think that she gave you the eyebrow and you decided to go to the bathroom. She was also with Eddie. What does her being with Eddie have to do with why you wouldn't approach her? What are you talking about? Girl. <laughs> so Neka's like, hey, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more like, I, I, she, like in, 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 in uh, meeting Wendy, she's like, I wasn't expecting for her to act like she didn't know me. If anything, I was expecting more aggression from her because for the past three weeks, her family's been really aggressive towards me. And so Robin's like, oh, what are you talking about? So Mecca says that she is kind of connected through Wendy because her husband's cousin is best friends or has known Wendy's sister, Ivy, for years. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> she says that Wendy's older sister Ivy has been contacting the her husband's cousin because like she heard that NECA was using Wendy's name to get closer to the rest of the ladies and Ivy was calling NECA a clout chaser and that she needs a restraining order and how a couple days later Wendy's mom 
called this cousin and was like, have I prayed with you before? Have I prayed against you? And basically told this woman that it's a sin to use uh, somebody's name and how she's got a shrine and she puts the names of the people that she prays against, right? And so Robin's like, will she get a, a voodoo on you? And Nick was like, yeah, she put a hex on me. <laughs> and then Wendy's mom said, you should ask about her and her shrine and ask about the people she's prayed against and how they're not doing well. Girl... <laughs> Girl, like, what are you talking about? It sounds like you're running around saying, I know Wendy and I'm about to be on this show because I know Wendy and I'm about to, oh, I'm about to hold a a champagne flute and we're both Nigerian and I know Wendy because I met her at a concert one time and we were at the same venue twice and I said hi to her once. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Meanwhile, back at the communion, Wendy's mom is just talking about how she's standing here blessed because uh, Carter and Cruz are her children and she birthed them. <laughs> and Karen whispers, where was Wendy then? <laughs> and then she's like going on about how like how they're protected and powerful and like no weapon formed against them should prosper. These are all like very common christian catholic religious terms so for me as like somebody who grew up very religious this like no weapon formed against me shall prosper stuff doesn't move me it's not giving voodoo it's not giving hex it's giving this shit came straight from the bible so whatever so then robin's goofy ass he's like you know i got a lot of shit going on in my life and i'm starting to feel like maybe wendy's mom put my name somewhere and hexed me you wish that would be the best case scenario for you robin that would be the best case scenario but the the reality is that your husband don't want you and he's made that very clear on camera did wendy hex you season one did wendy's mama hex you season one when wad said uh, to the production in a closet that he was only with you because of the boys does she have your name at the altar then doubt it doubt it what what about everything that happened before wendy came on the show hmm. something to think about we're gonna have a lot more to talk about robin on monday because she's in some mess again again Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being patient with me. I love you guys and I hope you guys had a good week.